0: Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Wise guys downtown, I'm there.
0: I'm not going to miss it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Uh, if you're listening, that voice you hear is Heather Gay um, from the Real House of Salt Lake City. She's got a new book out called. Bad Mormon. I have it on my Kindle. Let's see if we could get the cover up. I don't know. These Kindles are so slow. But Heather, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm so excited to one, be on Everything Iconic and to talk about Bad Mormon.
0: Welcome back. How are you feeling? The book's coming out. The show just wrapped. As of this recording, I haven't seen any of the reunion, but the reunion's about to air and the finale aired. So you've already filmed the reunion. Uh, Are you emotionally at a, uh, you must be a bundle of nerves right now with all of this going on.
1: Yeah. I'm a bundle of nerves, but it's in a different way. You know, Housewives is a lot and it's just kind of, I mean, I talk about it in the book a little bit too. It's like an ocean of stuff every episode, every week. It's just new stuff, new memes, new personalities, new experiences. So while it's filming, it's a lot, but that's, and that's coming down. And then I'm about to give birth to this baby, which is my book. And the book is kind of like the fruits of all my labor. And it's something that I, um, can't believe came, it was a dream come true because of Housewives. So as it, the season's ending and I'm able to like launch the book, it feels like stepping off a of really shaky ground onto something solid that I can support and stand behind and be really, really proud of. You know, I'm not always proud of what I am on Housewives, but I am very proud of this book.
0: Heather, you had a rough season. You had a rough season. <laughs> Do you feel like you had a rough season?
1: Yeah, of course. I feel like I had a rough season. I mean. I know I knew getting into this that no one goes through unscathed, you know. This is kind of the up and down of it all. But for me it was especially hard because it felt like I the story was taken away from me in a way that I've never experienced before and it was kind of a you know, a rude awakening to the uh, the underbelly of reality TV because I had really only experienced the highs, you know, the love, the support, the Fandom, And for someone that had just been brought into this life from a life completely unlike it, it was, you know, it was manna to my soul. It really did fill me and it made me feel safe. And so it was kind of good that it got broken down a little bit. Because now I can go back to rebuilding, which you know we know I'm good at. <laughs> if there's anyone that can lift their life out of the ashes, it is me. I've proven it time and again.
0: <laughs> well, and if there's one thing I've known from observing Bravo, it's that they like to take us on this roller coaster. So they they want to us to question our fan favorites, and they want to you know everyone like you said comes out. No one comes out unscathed. So everyone has a season where it's not great, but. Um, I want to talk about this season because the big thing was the black eye. Now, Heather, you have to tell me what happened with the black eye.
1: Yeah. I know. And this is like, I'm like, if I can talk to Danny about the black eye, I'll, I'll spill the beans. I mean, the black eye is, uh, really the sixth housewife this season. You know what I mean? It had its own life, but the truth about the black eye is that I, blacked out drank too much went to sleep and woke up with it not face down in a gutter but just laying in my bed and i assumed because i was on a reality television show with cameras following me from the moment i woke up to the moment i went to bed that uh that would be revealed through the footage and so it was embarrassing and it was scary but i was told there was footage and so i assumed that it would ultimately be revealed
0: so were you given any sense of like why the footage wasn't released if there was footage? No. Okay. What's going on, Heather? We need answers to this. Okay. (laughs) Let me put on my mom. I mean, there
1: is no footage of me actually getting the black eye. They say there's footage of people confessing to the black eye, but I was playing coy because I had no memory and I'm not going to point the fingers at any theory. If I don't have incontrovertible proof and I, I, assumed that it would be revealed to me.
0: So who was allegedly the one who said they did it?
1: They said they had footage of everything, but there were cameras in my bedroom. I There were cameras where I brushed my teeth. I think I hit it on a cabinet brushing my teeth, but they said there would have been footage of that. So I thought that's what the footage reveal would be. But the way it happened, I mean, there was so much going on behind the scenes, everyone talking about it and no one having a definitive answer. So I thought if I closed it down and said, I'm safe, we're safe, let's just move on. But that just added to the con- conspiracy.
0: Yeah, because from the viewing audience, I think it was hard because it, it almost felt like everyone knew but wasn't telling us. Or or you, you had said a couple of times like, well, they know or you know or... And then yeah. it was frustrating to watch because we felt like, well, if somebody knows this, why isn't anyone telling us? And then we see you in the confessional and the producers are saying, well, who did this? And you're, you don't say. And it's like, so the storyline kept going. And I actually, I think I've said this on the show, but I, I think production and some level should have either cut it. If they didn't know or didn't want to tell us, then like they should have cut the storyline because it just was an infuriating thing to watch.
1: I agree with you. And yeah. I kind of feel like I was the victim of that, you know.
0: So it was Angie or Jen.
1: Which it was one? <laughs> it was Angie Harrington. You know, she packs the mean right punch.
0: <laughs> she showed she up there.
1: Late. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, I wasn't invited, and she snuck in my room and she socked me. <laughs> I mean, if I knew it, I would say it. I wasn't trying to protect anyone, but the the magic of reality television and the fact that I'm on a show with cameras watching me every single minute. I had vague theories and memories, but nothing incontrovertible. And I didn't want to step out and say anything unless I knew it to be true. I was embarrassed and ashamed.
0: So, but you, so you won't tell me who allegedly uh, said they did it.
1: There's multiple, multiple theories out there, and they are all most likely false.
0: Will we ever get closure on this storyline? Do you think, like, will either production or you be able to release more information on this ever?
1: I have told everything I can tell what I have remembered, what I didn't remember to a multitude of people, attorneys, doctors. And I am the last person to clarify this. I'm the one that woke up with a black eye and no memory of how I got it. And the theories that I have have been disproven. So
0: see this all feels like it makes more sense to me now. It feels like Yeah. Okay. In a weird way. I I don't
1: want to leave. I mean, I'm a housewife's fan. I don't want to watch this type of BS either. And I certainly don't want to watch it and film with a giant black eye, you know, like,
0: well, I think we were confused too. Why did Jen have the eye patch in her bag? Like she came on the trip (laughs) with the eye patch. I mean, I know she brought a whole because ton of shit in that bag, but
1: like she had a couple different costume things and an eye patch happened to be one of the it was like a pirate costume that was part of her uh I think maybe the Grecian night. I don't know, but it was some accessory to a costume and she was like, I have an eye patch and it wasn't the first time that I've seen an eye patch in my life. I was like, I'll take it, I'll take it and film. I probably should have gone home, but I stayed and I filmed with it.
0: Uh, let me talk about the Whitney Wild Rose of it all because I didn't understand why Whitney got so upset with you uh, from the get go of the season. She said it was because you were there when there was a rumor about Lisa's second dick for jazz tickets and all that kind of thing. And you were saying you didn't know this thing, but then it seemed to snowball. And I wondered, was there something maybe we didn't see or was it like just confusing to you guys?
1: Well, I mean, that was just confusing to me because I had no memory of anything. That is the type of thing that I would turn my ear to blowies for basketball seats. I'm not going to turn a blind eye or ear to that. And I knew I'd never heard it, but I had just talked to her in San Diego in that room where she said all of these things about sexual favors for Vita tequila. So when she was saying Heather knows, I was like from the hour ago in the bedroom. That's what I'm copying to now. And then when it it became the jazz game, that was absolutely out of my scope. I had no knowledge of that whatsoever. And she felt like that was a cousin moment where I should have said, I'll ask back her up and ask questions later and I was so confused by it that I couldn't back her up and I wouldn't back her up I never heard her say that I never heard Angie say that I don't even know where those special court side seats are and I if I did I'd be finding ways to sit there
0: right <laughs> Uh I love that storyline. I mean it, it made me laugh. The whole yeah, that whole thing really made me laugh. But uh so is there any hope for you and Whitney in the future? I saw online you had refollowed her and then she had like tweeted, "Oh, she refollowed me now that her friends going to prison." And
1: I <laughs> Whitney was like- Jen's friend too that yeah. whole season. Whitney was courting Jen to be her friend, so that was a little bit of a low blow and I am not following Whitney, and I don't want to follow her right now. I feel like her content is mean and angry and reaching, and it's nothing I want in my feed.
0: Is it someone doing it for her or is
1: I don't know we haven't spoken
0: um, okay, but wait, I suppose like the fan response or the question we have watching it is um, you seem you're so forgiving of Jen, Jen and everything that she has said or done to you and all that kind of stuff. And we've heard you say how much of a ride or die you are. But then it seems um like hard for you to get over this thing with Whitney. Do you do you feel that or is there something we're missing a piece of the puzzle?
1: There's a piece of the puzzle you're missing, which is that after that fight, Whitney and I had resolve and we were, we were good. But then when the cameras came back up, it was like suddenly there was supposed to be drama. And it wasn't even really when the cameras came up. It was really when I saw the episodes play back, you know, a year later and I saw what she was saying in confessionals and I saw kind of the, you know, the storyline she was creating. And that wasn't my experience. And that was doubly hurtful. And, you know, I, came into this meeting, Jen, and I have known Whitney and we had a a bond that was much more sacred than my relationship with Jen. And I forgave Jen because Jen apologized and it was real, but Whitney didn't apologize for what was fake. So how do you, how do you just move on from that?
0: Yeah. So we'll see that play out a little bit more on Ultimate Girls Trip, right? Because the two of you are on season three of Girls Trip.
1: Yeah. And we were excited to go. We talked about it. We were so thrilled to go. And I was hoping this was like bad weather back, but she really doesn't want to be a part of bad weather. She doesn't want to be my friend. And when someone that you have loved and been that close to really makes a bold move like that, that's out of character, it's really hard for me to recover from. Like, I would rather sleep with a snake knowing what might happen than go to sleep with a kitten and wake up with my eyes scratched out. (laughs) You know, it hurts more somehow. It feels like a bigger slap in the face. And I considered Whitney to be on a much deeper level of friendship than I did Jen.
0: Speaking of scratches, that was the other thing with the black eye. You had the scratches too. It's like, what was going yeah, on with the scratches? That,
1: I think the scratches, I don't know, but I think the scratches had been from our, I mean, I had to run on the beach and fight in those balls and the oh, sand yeah. castle contest. And, you know, we had been roughhousing and I, the things that I saw myself do that night, you know, it's embarrassing. It's, it's were really embarrassing fun. for me. You <laughs> know, I wasn't really, I just oh. was in a lot of, I think, um, I just wasn't happy. You know, I didn't want to be on that trip. No one wanted me on that trip. And, uh, Whitney was courting Lisa and Jen to be her besties. And I was just out in the cold and you know, it was, I self-medicated a little too hard and I shouldn't have.
0: I don't buy the Whitney and Lisa of it all. I don't think they're actually friends at all. And they've seemed to have created an alliance, but I think anyone can sort of see through that. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just not into an alliance game. I'm either all in and I'm your friend and I'm going to try to be ride or die as far as long as I can, or I'm just not going to do it. I don't want strategic friendships. I want real ones or enemies. I'm more comfortable with that.
0: Do you see a future with Lisa, like uh, the two of you? Okay.
1: Yeah, future of us just fighting like cat and mouse for the rest of our lives. That's why we're probably cast on this show.
0: That's true. That's true. Do you want Mary back? There's all these rumors about Mary coming back. And I want to see. Of course I
1: want Mary back. <laughs> Mary's, okay, a, Mary's a Mary's a softball of great reality television. I want the show to be successful. I want the show to be funny. I want the show to be what original Housewives was, which was, you know, kind of iconic personalities that just you have no idea what to expect. Anytime Mary walks in the room. All bets are off. Anything can happen. And I think that's kind of thrilling, both as a friend and as a, you know, housewife fan.
0: She'll be back, right? Do we think she'll be back?
1: I have to ask Bravo.
0: Okay. I don't well, make
1: any of those okay. decisions.
0: Um, Out of the friend of's this season, Dana, which I was so pissed that they didn't show. I, everyone's been talking about this online. There was this moment from the trailer with Dana and Jen Shah that was cut from the episodes. And I was devastated about it, but it felt like Dana had some good stuff in her, but then we never saw any of it. So who do yeah. who of the friend of's do you think should be back?
1: Um, Listen, I love Angie Harrington. I love her. It's easy. It's effortless friendship. It's hilarious banter. She is zany. She is made for TV. She's beautiful and funny. And that's who I'd rather hang out with all day, every day. I could lunch and reality TV with Angie all day, every day.
0: Uh okay, I gotta ask you about the sentencing Jen Cha just happened six and a half years. uh, what was your initial reaction to all of that?
1: Um, I was glad the sentencing finally happened. It had been dragged out for so long, and i when she pled guilty for me, everything changed and when the sentencing came around, I was glad for it to be over. But you know, I'm not her judge or jury. I just really want the victims to get restitution. You know, I fight for the underdog, and I want those victims to be made whole and for all of the collateral damage of this journey we've been on with her to be resolved, have resolved. You know, I pray for mom. I pray for her children. I think that there's a lot of things that she's going to be making up for, for the rest of her life.
0: Will she be someone you keep in contact with when she goes away?
1: You know, I'm going to definitely send her a copy of the book. She's in it and she's read her section and she will, I think it'll make a good companion when she's in prison.
0: Yeah. You could send her my book too, is if she needs a laugh, we'll send her. Your book's of, a great everyone... laugh. Your
1: book is the same <laughs> oh, as my you. book. I feel like it's beautiful, sad, funny, and true. We... <laughs> and that is what you want from a book. You know, you want to know the behind the scenes, but you also want to know, you know, you want to hear their voice and you are a funny, oh, funny you. comedian, but you also have dark times too. Like we all do. And I think we need to recognize that everyone has this potential for the whole gamut, you
0: know. Well, and what I thought was interesting about Bad Mormon is that we we get a we get this we've seen your uh, experience with the Mormon community play out a little bit on the show, but I think we get such a much more detailed account of it in the book. And I've always found the storyline super fascinating in your experience with religion and the community. And so it's nice to be able to sit down and and read and say, oh, look, this is her experience here, in an unedited, without cutting away to. I see Lisa sing away in a manger, which I love too. But, you know, we get a, a deeper look at it all. Yeah, We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with much more from Heather Gay. Now, I know I promised this episode sooner on the podcast feed. Unfortunately, the book PR team asked me to change course. And it was uh out of my control and also very frustrating. But that's a tale for another time. Maybe at the live shows, we'll share a little more. But come see me at the live shows. I'm going to be in Salt Lake City, speaking of. So get tickets at everythingiconic.com. At the top of that page, there's a link that says live shows. I'll also put it in the episode description on the podcast. Uh, but you can come see me in Salt Lake City, Seattle, and Denver, Colorado in April. I cannot wait. And we'll spill some tea. We'll get some, there'll be some stuff. There'll be, don't, there'll be a good time and there'll be some stuff. So come see the live shows. I want to thank Acast uh, and we'll be right back. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. I gotta ask, getting back to the show a little bit, with Jenny, did you guys film with Jenny before she was let go? Because I was under the impression that maybe we'd, we would see that play out because she was supposed to come back, I think.
1: I mean, she I did not ever film with her okay. after the whole uh debacle. I know that Jen and Meredith did, but I didn't mention her at all in the book because she was such a small part of it. And she was gone so quickly. And I also didn't want her that honest, like honor that legacy of just kind of racism and problematic Violence inside you know, I just want, it wasn't a part of my story. And I just really tried to stick to my story in the book and my experience. I didn't want to tell anyone else's. I didn't want to assassinate anyone's character. I just want to be respectful of the life I came from and the life I'm trying to live authentically now.
0: How are, how is the, how are your family and the people around you responding to the book? I mean, I know that's something that we've seen you talk about being nervous about and sharing all of this. Like, how are they reacting now
1: so my immediate family has definitely changed uh we don't speak of the book we don't speak of the show we don't speak much at all um that dynamic has been really painful and it's so fresh i'm not sure how that's going to play out if their neighbors start coming up to him saying they read the book but uh it's there's fallout you know there's fallout with my closest friends there's fallout with um Just the general community at large, you know, my kids go to school with Mormons. There's Mormons on my street. There's a Mormon church where you enter my street and where you leave my street. And I had to expect some blowback putting my name and my face on a book called Bad Mormon. But the reality of it is it's really real. You know, it's here. I live it. When my kids don't get asked to a dance, I secretly feel like it's my fault Mm -hmm. because some moms saying you're not taking her. She doesn't have any standards or morality. You know, she's not Mormon anymore. Like that's kind of how you I fall off a mom. cliff. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> they're my friends too. Those moms are my friends, and so it, you can feel the you feel the exclusion and the microaggressions immediately, even when you go to a party with your family and they're like, "So have you been keeping busy?" And you're like, "Yeah, I've been on three shows. I wrote a book. I'm getting torn up on social media, but no." pass the, past the bread. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like there's just to be invisible is what I've always felt would happen when I left the church. And it's real. I, I, the show is the only thing that's really kept me going.
0: I'm sorry. On the flip side of it, have there been other people who've reached out and, and shared their similar experience? Cause I'd imagine there are also a whole slew of people who are so grateful for you. Speaking out. No, about
1: that's, it. that's kind of how I end the book, you know, is yeah. this, I gave up a lot. I knew I was giving it up. I didn't think like, love me, like me. I'm going to, you know, reveal all your most deepest secrets. But I, I have found this community of other people who feel the same as I do. And they're not Mormons. It's anyone that really questions, you know, if I live my authentic self, is that going to disappoint my parents? Is that going to disappoint my friends? Is that, you know, like, Where to draw the line when who you are hurts the people you love. And I think that those people reaching out to me just from the show, recognizing the similarities, have created a new community for me, a new uh, support group, and a new identity that I was scared would be lost forever. I mean, outer darkness is not full of people, but apparently on earth it is because there is a community out there that has embraced me and loved me, and I feel... Like, they made it all worth it.
0: Um, forgive me. Maybe I'm just forgetting or, or I'm being dumb for a minute, but is Lisa is still a practicing Mormon, right? Or is, or am um, I making that up? Is she, anyone on the I, cast?
1: I, I am not the one to point out yeah. if someone is not practicing their faith or not, but I believe she still identifies with the church and attends church and is looking to get back into church. Um, but she was the practicing Mormon for the majority of her life for sure.
0: So uh, how, what's her response to it? Like, does she, I mean, we've seen your relationship on the show, but I wonder, does she have any maybe like personal opinions that she's expressed to you about? this
1: uh no she hasn't expressed anything like that's the thing about lisa's she doesn't care if you like her or not or she doesn't care what you do she likes herself enough for all of us so (laughs) she doesn't know what's written about her in the book and she probably will never read it and she you know she probably won't care anyway
0: yeah uh what's what do you hope do you guys have any plans for next season of the show is there a plan of when filming is going to start you probably can't tell me any of that but I don't know any of that. that.
1: (laughs) You'd have to ask Bravo Uh, for all that. I'm sorry. Just from Bravo. She can't speak to that quite yet.
0: Okay. Well, Um, anything you want to clear up from the last season of the real housewives?
1: Just listen, I signed up for this, you know, and I, I am deeply, deeply grateful to housewives because without housewives, this book never would have happened. My, uh, Coming out of the closet of Mormonism would never have happened. And I wouldn't have fundamentally changed the lives of my girls forever. And that is really why I wrote the book. That is why I am willing to take the hits and the accolades because It's worth it. I mean, I wrote this book because if I was going to break the legacy of like every generation before me that has been tried and true Mormon pioneer, I wanted to make sure no stone was unturned and that I told my story as authentically and as respectfully as possible. And I know I said things in here that people will be shocked by and that they'll be hurt by and feel betrayed by but I tried to be respectful and still respect my authentic experience as I learned all these things for myself.
0: Well, I thought it was beautiful. I I thought it's so it's fast. Your life is fascinating in general, but I thought you did such a beautiful job of explaining in the book, your uh, opinion, your views. And, and also we get to read about things like um, motherhood and, and your relationships. There's so much more in the book as well that I think people will really be able to relate to and uh, and feel seen by, I think. So,
1: yeah, the book's not at all about me being a housewife. It's about my life before and being a mom and being just thrown into this new life that was, you know, never, ever even a dream or a cloud on the horizon. You know, I was just getting up and going through the motions and everything changed.
0: Have you heard from Rihanna lately? I know Rihanna follows you on Instagram. She only follows a select few of people.
1: She's, she's getting a copy of Bad Mormon. And huh. she is, uh, that's the thing is when the chips are down, if Rihanna and Chrissy Teigen are still right. in your corner, I mean, how can you complain?
0: <laughs> I know it's, it's like if Rihanna likes you, that's all you need. I mean, honestly, and yeah, she's just the best. I'm so excited for the Super Bowl. Um, Okay. Let me get your take on some of the other housewives. What do you, are you watching the other franchises right now? Um,
1: I'm a big fan of Miami, but I've really just oh, been God. focusing on this book. Danny, this is really... I
0: know, I know you're busy. <laughs> you're busy. Um, did you get along with all the people on a uh, girl's trip or are there is there friction with anyone besides Whitney?
1: There's always friction when you throw six alpha women in a room and on a yacht, but uh, we had a great time. There was a lot of fun. I saw Giselle at the photo shoot. She said, we had fun. Didn't we have fun? I said, yeah, learning. And getting called out can be fun. (laughs) It can be fun to learn things about yourself. No, we had a great time. It was an incredible, incredible experience. Um, I feel really lucky to have done it.
0: I'm so excited. As of this recording, we haven't heard any information about when it's coming or whatever, but there have been rumors on the internet. I'm very fascinated. There's this rumor about Leah throwing poop at an elephant thing or something. And it seems so crazy that I'm so excited to watch it all play out.
1: Well, yes, yes. You have to stay tuned.
0: Okay. Um, Heather, I, I think I got it. Oh, the last thing I want to ask you is in the finale, we see this scene where you're talking about Coach Shaw and you sort of implicate that he knew a lot more than maybe you had previously thought. Do you, is there anything else you could tell me about that scene or your feelings in terms of Coach Shaw at all?
1: Yeah, that scene unfolded as it was happening. I mean, I was in New York with, Coach and Jen saying, We're gonna fight this. God is with us. She is innocent. We're gonna prove her innocent. And I went home and then got a call that she was pleading guilty and then met with Lisa for lunch the next day. So you were seeing me just wrapping my mind around how everything would have changed overnight and what my theories are. And you know, I'm not the judge or jury. I just think that the victims are what we need to focus on. They need to have get be made full restitution and uh we just need to hope and pray for that, and for the collateral damage—not just of Coach Shaw, but the entire family. You know,
0: you must have felt some betrayal after defending so long the innocence, and then to find out it wasn't.
1: Yeah, you feel like a fool. You feel like a fool. But in the book, I really write about you know, be taking from a life that I had no experience in any of this, and being kind of thrown into it, and meeting Jen Shaw. To you know, we, I met Jen Shaw at the beginning of filming, and to to be kind of dazzled by all of it and this lavish lifestyle. Where does the money come from? And then to find out later that it was all a lie. You know, I never, ever regret defending my friends when they are telling me they need my support and they are innocent. That is who I am. That is who I want to be. But when you plead guilty to horrible things, you have to make it right. And that is where I stand now.
0: Heather, I always love chatting with you. You know that. Uh, thank you so much. I want to encourage everyone to go check out this book, Bad Mormon. It's out officially on the seventh, I believe, February seventh, correct? Um and is there's an audiobook?
1: There is an audiobook that I narrated. How was the narration? That was my, I freaking loved it. I asked like, do you have other books you'd like me to read? Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, I that's my zone. I'm a reader. I'm a writer. I wanted to just be in, but it was pretty meta to hear it back though you know what i mean yeah, hearing your yeah. own voice reading your own story that was a little bit crazy but yeah the audiobook should be great um you know i wrote every word of this book and so, so as really, you didn't I use a
0: ghostwriter heather
1: no i mean no book is a one-woman show yeah. but i i absolutely wrote every word of this book and can defend every... you could tell me a page number danny and i could tell you exactly the word choice and why
0: well as a ghostwriter myself that it's not very uh that's not always the case, especially I know, when it comes I know. to house type books.
1: <laughs> that's why I'm so passionate about is because I knew that I had to tell the story from my perspective. It's very nuanced. It's very uh, subtle, but it was really for my children. I wanted them to know why we left the church and why their mom behaves the way she does.
0: I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so, Luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that How are the girls? Do they, how did they feel after the season?
1: You know, it's been a hard season for them. There is a lot of bullying. There's a lot of mean people online. Um, Ashley's of age now. She's 19. So they hit her hard with it. And, but the thing is, we've been through rough times. Like these girls have seen me at my darkest and they have rallied around me and supported me and they, they are happy to see their mom. So happy. (laughs) I mean, they are my biggest champions and we're in it for the good, the bad, the ugly, because we have pulled ourselves out of something that I never thought we could have. And that was leaving the church.
0: Well, I just want to encourage everyone online to not go after the kids or tweet anything at the kids or Instagram anything with the kids. Like we have to all remember this is a TV show as well. And so, like I said earlier, we're all on this roller coaster ride together. And so, although people might not have the best season, one season, we we all come back from it and that's the ride we sign up for with bravo and so we just appreciate i want to thank you for opening up your life and to being so vulnerable about all of this stuff because that's what i think makes the best housewives is when they're not afraid to show these different sides of themselves because um if everything is all sunshine and rainbows all the time it's a not going to be good tv but it's also inauthentic so heather thank you thank you thank you
1: you're welcome. Thanks and
0: again. I will see you in Salt I've got to come to Beauty Lab and Laser. I just got to see the parking lot where the Homeland Security showed no, you up. you got to see it
1: all. We'll get you a t-shirt. We'll merch you out. We, You're in yeah. our town now. we got to show We're proud of our town. My we'll dream. show and, you around.
0: And speaking of, uh, just everyone can go get tickets at everythingiconic.com and be in Salt Lake City. Heather, I, I will
1: be there. I oh. will be there taking selfies with and trying to steal the spotlight from Danny. So oh show God, up. Please.
0: I'm going to make you come on stage and... Yeah. Oh, for sure! Can I'll we wear bring, a great outfit. Can you bring the eye patch? Do we have the eye patch?
1: Um, Angie Katzenaves took the eye patch uh, from the party. She brought it to me at the party, but then I heard she took it home. Oh no! I think production got it back.
0: So yeah, I like I'll, I'll try to find the iconic eye patch. They should put that. But Danny, in the I actually
1: don't really want to talk about the black eye anymore. It's really a black <laughs> eye on my life, well, so I well, might not wear the patch. Isn't it the funny <laughs> That's what thing got though? me in trouble.
0: It's not the funny, funny thing, though. It. I know, and the funny thing is, though, like I, I feel like everyone's saying they're so tired of the eye thing, but we also want answers, and so it's like even preparing for this interview, I'm like, I know, I'm kind of, we're all tired of the eye patch thing, but then also, I know everyone, if I didn't ask you about the eye patch, they'd be like, why didn't you ask about the eye patch?
1: Well, this is the thing. Like, I'm the one that woke up with the black eye and didn't want to talk about it, and that's reality television. That's all we're talking about.
0: Oh my God. Oh my God. Well we're oh, gonna We're change. gonna
1: talk about it.
0: <laughs> we're gonna change the conversation to bad Mormon. Everyone's gonna pick it up February seventh. Heather, thank you so much for your time. All my love. And I will hopefully see you very soon in April.
1: Yes, yeah, see you soon. See you in April. Thanks, Congratulations,
0: Danny. Heather. Thank, thank you. you so thank much. You.